What is up, guys? It is yet another episode of Rig for Dirt, the podcast that brings you to where the adventure happens. Try to pull a Frank there, but <laughs> it was only half good, I think, compared to what you good. normally do. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you heard that, that was uh, me popping a can, and that's uh, that's what today is about. A can of what? That looks pretty good. I've never seen that before. So I'm a sucker for cider. Really? I mean... Hey, if you've listened to this podcast, you cannot talk shit on me drinking cider because you know I drink everything. It's weird because I hang out with you a lot. Yeah, and I'm and I didn't know that, which is oh, I love ciders. It, it's something I picked up in Belgium. Okay, I lived out there for a little bit, um, but I found this one in Trader Joe's. It's called Newton's Folly, and they are not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's a nice kind of semi-dry, not too sweet cider, and it's uh, just kind of taste it. Looks good. Yeah, yeah, here. This looks delicious. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's crisp and, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. If it tastes good and gets you fucked up, I mean, really, what's the problem? All right, I'm buying some of that. That's right. delicious. Yep. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Got it. Comes in a four-pack. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we're out here today at a weekend off-road event. That's right. With uh, SoCal Overland yep. and Expedition America and who else? Um, um, MV Expeditions. Man, every and ev- man. That's right. Overland? Every man Overland. All the man Overland? Those are all their Instagram names, yep. by the way. They actually have real names. They weren't born with Instagram tags. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. But basically, if you guys know anything about Overlanders, it's all about the Instagram. <laughs> so so we're and, up here uh, in Big Bear. In Big Bear. And it's you know what's crazy is we literally got up on the 38 and we took the side road. I'm like, what shithole are we about to go to well you know what we were on the 38 all of like 15 minutes yeah no literally which blew my mind because i've done the 38 i've driven a 38 hundreds of times right, right out i've of the city, never seen that turn off on the 38 <laughs> and suddenly there's a turn off and i'm like yeah. great we're going to some desert kind of area in san bernardino <laughs> it's going to be a shit show we're going to be like covered in silt we're going to go see his his, his desert meth lab no, dude, this is like pine trees this is gorgeous this is beautiful like well, you guys say, will see the pictures he did say it was like a kind of a a tucked away lesser known campground and yellow post campground well it is a yellow post but it's also like of the yellow post campgrounds in big bear this is one of the more remote there's no water so that's i mean one it's it's very it's basically uh what do you call it uh primitive camping primitive camping so i don't know if yellow post has the same meaning all in throughout the entire country i think it does um or even in other countries if you're listening but essentially a yellow post campsite is what we call primitive camping where there's no services, so it's just what you bring is what you got. Um, but there is designated camp spots, but they don't require reservations. It's just basically first come, first serve, very primitive. Um, not like the kind of where you pay the ranger and whatnot. So, yeah, exciting. And I'm, we just got here. The weather is fantastic. It is gorgeous. And everyone brought families this time. Yeah, all the kids are here. And the cool thing about this time is, and you will probably won't hear Jackson or Ashton like interrupt <laughs> us, is because Jackson and Ashton have Grayson and like, 20 other kids and i and i only mentioned grayson because we're also accompanied by right we're not sitting here by ourselves right we're accompanied by alan from casey highlights alan what's up guys what is up yeah buddy finally me this has been a long time coming you've actually been like supporting us from like the get-go yeah like not even officially but like just a fan you've been a fan Fan, right supporter and, and you're like, just hanging out with you guys. And you're like, really? hey, dude, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. And then like 15 <laughs> episodes later, finally, hey, here's Alan. <laughs> it only took half a year. Right. We're, I mean, you know, Sorry. I mean, you guys hang out with Randy, too. So yes. I mean, oh, yeah, we're, we're very laid back, more like behind the scenes type of guys. Totally, so, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you don't no. force the issues. You no. just kind of well, let Well, some issues we do, but not, <laughs> the not, ones, yeah, not these yeah, issues. Not, not these issues, issues. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great weather, man. It's great to be out just 
hanging out, you know, relaxing, creating space. You know, Ollie, we were talking about creating space for ourselves. Right. Uh, it's a great time to create space because we've got to refill our tanks and uh, do good things, you know? Well, we're talking about just taking an opportunity to decompress. Yeah. And just be like within, like center yourself a little bit. And these types of like trips where the kids can entertain themselves and experience their own little, you know, center. Like the kids are getting their own little like centering and then the adults get to kind of get centered. It's really nice. And then yeah. everyone kind of comes together for meals or for like group activities and then kind of disperse again. And as long as the kids stay within like the vehicles, I'm, I'm good. But right. So and not so to get like super deep right out of the gate on the podcast, but you, deep. but yeah, but Alan, you said something really interesting that I think is worth bringing up again about filling your tank and kind of where you're at on, uh, right. on for, with patience, patience. Yeah. Right. Like what you you were talking about something that you guys um, did recently. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I, w- I was talking about something on those lines, but you know what, it comes down to this formula that, uh, one of our, uh, I, I've, I've listened to a guest speaker recently and it's really a formula, right? It's like, it's like the number of thoughts in your head plus, um, sort of what, what is going on with you emotionally over as a fraction okay how much capacity you have i mean that could be patience that could be whatever but it's like capacity right and so it's a constant ratio between your capacity and all the things that are going on with your life and it's a sliding scale it's a sliding scale it's always changing um things are coming in and out it's like the levels are changing and so you just we don't you just don't know sometimes but you only have so much capacity and that's that you know so it just requires the more capacity you have, the more patience you have. The more patience you have, the the better you can handle situations. It doesn't matter with, right, you know, some situation with with your rig or on a trip or a, you know some something that's going on or, or family. family, yeah, kids, each other, you know, whatever, you know. Sometimes you two probably run out of capacity in your normal lives, and then totally, and then you may be triggered by something. But that's not really us, right? So I think patience is a huge thing to to strive for. And, and so where does the matrix fall into this? <laughs> You had to go oh, down the you. rabbit's hole right away <laughs> early on in the podcast. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot too, of different... Way interesting not to. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of influences in my life, but I mean, The Matrix, the movie, I think is an influence in all of our lives. And yeah. Sorry, as we on, fall through the hole, that noise is us falling through the rabbit's yeah, hole. <laughs> I can totally hear that right now on the podcast. <laughs> sorry. But he's making coffee. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> You just got on the episode. Congrats. And this is why we do them as the adventure is happening. Seriously. <laughs> well, the studio is awesome. It's like it's naturally noise canceling because you're out in the middle of yeah, nowhere. There's no echo, right? There's no, I don't have to, we don't have to soundproof anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, sorry. The I, Matrix. I think, I think I just spiked the audio crazy. So the Matrix. Oh yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix has us, and we got to unplug from the Matrix, right? Yeah. So no, just a lot of influences throughout my my life, and you know everything that happens to us from where, from where we're young, it's kind of the programming. It's kind of right. like what the Matrix it's what, movie it's was what about. society programs. Yeah, into like you, society like experiences. Yeah, and I mean you can't really even call it programming. It's just life makes you who you are, and uh, sometimes you have to disconnect and understand who that is right and um and to, to be able to decide who you want to be right. and why it is the way it is and, and you, why it is the way it is yeah, i think understanding it you can't enact any it. change if you don't know why you are the way you are totally and how you are yeah then you can't identify and even make a change right it's more difficult if you don't understand yourself it really is i mean and, and when you relate that back to like what you guys do or cars or business i mean sure if you don't understand something how can you even make it better I mean, you have to understand it first. 100%. And that's right. really interesting because 
when and this has nothing to do with off-roading or camping or anything other than other than this podcast and the relationship that Ollie and I have as friends when we first decided to do this um, Ollie you probably remember this conversation I said we I want to try something different as right. from a personal growth perspective right I've done many kind of things together projects together with other people that have obviously you know failed or had different levels of success and for me, one of the things that was always a determining factor, or at least kind of a thorn in the side of whatever project, was people holding back in their honesty, right? Like, or in, in not honestly like telling lies, but I mean like when they felt they were, they didn't get the credit they deserved, or when they felt they were, um, they weren't heard, right? And those little things that create these kind of wedges that start to grow and eventually fester and turn to something else, right? And so we had a conversation and I said, look, no matter what happens, no matter how much it sucks, good or bad, we got to be straight up with each yeah, other. Yeah, I, re I remember that conversation. We got to be honest. We talked, and you know, there's always like in any relationship, whether it's uh, a relationship with your wife, like a marriage, or your girlfriend, um, or a partner that you're doing business with. Eventually, you guys are going to figure out what you guys are really like. Right. Beyond it's like the game appearance. past a six date. Yeah. Right. Where you start to figure out who this person well, actually is. I mean, it's like it's uh, you could only put a front up for so long right before the reality of like the things that piss people off or or get on your nerves before those things it actually works. start to become in like front and center um you're able to kind of like for a while just be like oh yeah that's just him or that's okay that's okay and then finally you spend enough time with that guy you're like okay if i'm spending like x amount of time with you this pisses me off or like right. this gets on my nerves and you got to be honest about it or else it's never going to get addressed and it, and it festers and for me my programming right from just growing up and i told you this mm -hmm. in another different conversation right is your problems are your own don't talk about them don't you right. don't need to bring you other people. mentioned that yeah. you don't really talk i don't about need to bring shit. other people into my problems or mention my problems well, what does that do to you right but you're right like it it in you when you start internalizing everything like that you you push out some of the times the people that want to help you the most right or the people that can help you the most like i'm not a doctor why would i would of course i would go to a doctor if i needed medical attention right your circle of your, your circle plays a role similar to that right. right where they have specialties and they have skills and they have you know capabilities that they've gained through experience that are different than yours and could be very useful right but if you shut yourself off to that you know that's one of the things that even to this day as i'm about to turn 40 right like that's i'm still yeah, trying to coming improve. up isn't it yeah like yeah. i'm still trying to improve on myself and identifying these i guess not even character flaws right that you're like this needs to be addressed, right? But if you're not honest with yourself, and 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 at least take that 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 inventory of where you're strong and where you're not, it's tough. Yep. Um, by the way, not to totally get diverged, but if you're listening to this within a month or two of uh, when this podcast comes out, um, you probably came out to Greencraft if you were local to the Orange County area. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, It'll actually be coming. a few if weeks. Just want to say yeah. thanks. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but on that note of what you're talking about within like personalities and people and how they uh, get along and work together and all that, um, one thing I noticed since uh, we do have Alan here is hanging out with the team over at KC. Like when we got to all hang out at uh, Overland Expo, you guys have built a really great culture. Yeah. What would you uh, attribute that to? Um, you know, I mean, even going back to what Frank was saying about uh, you know, character flaws and and that line of thinking. You know, it's hard to even say that we're flawed because, I mean, we are who we are because of everything that's happened to us, you know? I mean, it just is the, what it the is. human humans survive and it's a lot of times it's, uh, it's uh, what is that called, uh, fight or flight, uh, 
survival. Um, so, you know, I think it's not so much that we're flawed, but just, hey, we are who we are. We just have to look at that and decide and figure out, you know, those things about who we are and what we do and what parts of those are just passed on to us. This programming, which right. is just our parents teaching us what to do, what's right or what's wrong, which they set the bar and, the and that bar is, is different. It's not a, it may not be a good bar. Well, yeah, but it remember that that bar was set when there wasn't Internet or, you know, phones. So times are always changing, you know, so. Um, but I mean, I think that's that's the fundamental thing, though, like what you guys uh, said about how you guys came together and how you wanted to be truthful and honest with each other. No matter what happens, there's speak up and, and just be honest and true you know that's really the culture at the end of it for, sure. for kc at, at the core um for us so same yeah. same same as you guys i mean we're all the same really humans, yeah i was gonna right? say like you know we we say flawed or we say that we need like you know areas of growth but i mean we're imperfect right by by definition so i don't know if it's fair to say that it's a flaw rather than an opportunity for growth or a place where that you can improve upon you know yeah and i think you know, it's kind of, I don't know if it's, it, it's kind of a, a cruel joke in my, in my book that we, we gain this level of maturity and insight or, you know, perspective so late in life, right. Versus gaining this when we're so much younger, when it could be so much more useful. Yeah. You know, we gain it when we're in our later years yeah. and there's just so much that could be gained for anyone who's younger than us listening. Like if you could just take that inventory and be honest with yourself things get so much easier and the right. drama melts away and the stress can melt away if you can just be straight up and truthful and not even like straight up in a in like i'm gonna take off the filter and be a jerk to everybody right just be straight up and like look this is what i need or what i'm seeking and it may be right or wrong even that might be right or wrong right but you're not going to learn that until you start to put it out there yeah yeah because it's easy to over leverage being direct absolutely people, sure. absolutely well, and it's also yeah it's hard to be direct sometimes and i struggle with that too is like you know you know, well, I can talk about themes and stuff, but like going back to what you're saying is I think we all have a theme, right? And in in, sure. in, in that theme kind of defines who we are. Um, more recently in the past two years uh, through uh, a, a program that I was in, my theme is appreciation. You know, okay. I grew up um, very comfortable. I mean, I was definitely not struggling or anything, but I mean, again, like everyone has their own world that they grew up in. But for me, it was just being insecure. You know, like we moved a couple times. And again, I'm not like the son of a army base, you know, like a channel or anything. But, you know, there, there were still things that affected me, you know. But for me, moving around, changing schools, um, stability. that I didn't like my brothers and I are seven years apart. I was the eldest. Um, so I was very insecure as far as like fitting in, wanting to be a part of the group, the cool people or just people. Um, and so that I think has evolved into me taking care of other people because I don't want them to feel the same way. That's my theme, appreciation. Yeah. And the theme is always your strength, but also your weakness. So, you know, it's, it's a strength for me, obviously, because I love um, understanding people, connecting with them, taking care of them, appreciating them. But sometimes I could do that too much. Right. So our themes are always our strength and weakness, and it's constantly sort of assessing that. And it is using the people around you where you learn to, like, let go of your ego, let go of, like, you know, any program you have about what you should or should not feel about advice uh, and when you need it. And when the more you do that, the more you take advice from other people who actually balance you out and right. say, hey, in this in this case, you, you might have gone overboard, you know, and, yeah. and, and then you can readjust. But that, that piece of it is also part of KC, you know, um, as far as 
me knowing my theme and then helping the others find their themes because when they find that, they can understand themselves better. Absolutely. And through that, uh, if they can help themselves, they can help others then, you know, so. And it's tough, I think, for, for any company to achieve like the level of teamwork and cohesiveness that we've experienced right. around being around, you know, the KC team. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, when a team is as big as it is or a company is as big as it is, you're dealing with a lot of people, a lot of personalities, a lot of different backgrounds, different stories, different egos, different whatnot. And I think the only way you can successfully overcome all of those things is by building a place where there's a lot of trust and there's and things um, feedback or or when there's any kind of confrontation it comes from a place of like truth or honesty to build right it's not coming from a place of spite or a place of like yeah. competitiveness yeah right um, okay so a couple things before we get too far ahead of ourselves because we're getting really <laughs> deep and we're getting really entrenched people are like what is this, this podcast is what just happened to Rick for a long time but the reality is the guys listening in they don't maybe have that relationship with totally. KC or haven't really totally. understood who KC is or what they're about. So let's take a little bit of time and why don't you just explain how KC started, kind of where you guys are at, maybe some future state stuff. But like, let's get the let's get the download on KC. Yeah, I think uh, you know as far as KC, uh, you know, it was started in 1969 by Pete Brown. Um, the the details of that story. Uh, I think vary from from depending on who you talk to. There's a lot of different types of versions of that story, but all very, very cool. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Pete saw a need and saw a opportunity to um, create more safety at night. And he took the resources at hand and built what we know as today as the first off-road light, um, the Daylighter. So uh, from there... Uh, his stepson, Michael DeHaas, also made significant con contributions in building the company. Uh, but it was always family-owned and um, very authentic to creating products that really helped people uh, stay safe, see further um, in the night. So KC, uh, I, I, my family actually uh, has a more uh, interesting slash different background, but uh, ultimately, we we help aftermarket manufacturers design and manufacture products, and KC was one of our partners and vendors or customers. So that's how I met Michael uh, when Michael owned the business, um, and we worked side by side with Michael to uh, create products and uh, eventually go on to uh, help them with like digital marketing and so on and so forth. So we uh we we, par we started partnering more and more and before you know it you know we were just so intertwined when you look at you know design to uh producing the product and marketing it and distributing it that uh there was a decision made you know four or five years ago that we would just work more intimately together and so it's almost like two families coming into one um and i think that there's a a, a tremendous amount of diversity in not just experience but also age you know yeah um, we have uh pete brown who is not involved in the business but um is still a very close friend to the business and obviously to all families uh michael who is not involved in the day-to-day -day, um but also ser but still serves as a an advisor to the business and then you have a, a yet another generation of uh owners who are you know striving to uphold the same values and quality and um, culture that they have done for their time periods but 
we have to do it in a different way for for the right now, right um, right you got to carry that kind of carry that torch right and take it forward while yeah and driving innovation driving all these things while still maintaining kind of that heritage and those core values yeah right, of probably what kc was founded on and, and sure. what it is yeah i mean it's no different than any other person sure um who it doesn't have to be a business it's like you know we want to make uh whether of our spouses or kids or our, our parents proud um, it may not be work, but right, I mean, the right. ultimate thing is like we we all as humans like want to belong. We want to feel accomplished. We want recognition. You know, all there, there's some core things to that. And so, you know, with KC, it comes back to being human. You know, right. The brand is the brand, but uh, our uh, predecessors have all been very human, and we will continue to be human. We'll make mistakes, but we're we're going to learn from them. You know, absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think. You know, starting even when Michael took over the business in 2004, uh, evolution and innovation has always been on the top of mind. Uh, whether we've been successful or not successful with that, I mean, it's, you know, it's with business, a lot of times you just try things and some things work out and some things don't, right? Absolutely. Um, and nowadays with computers and data, you can probably get, uh, look at things much more granularly um at the same time there's a lot to be said for gut and intuition yeah i was actually right as you were saying that i was going to ask you i go you know on to a lot of people on one hand you can say look data makes decisions a lot easier now than it would have 20 30 years ago right where the amount of data and data points that we have now you can say look you can look at a at, at a, a document and say these are the, these are the numbers across the board. These are the responses. This is what's going on. The the numbers say do this, right? But there still has to be some things that just can't be numbered, and your gut has to come into play at some point. Like, how do you do? You think that's true that the numbers bring less risk, or yeah, do you think yeah, that the gut? Only go so far as what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. Analytics only go so far as what you're saying. Sort of. I, I feel like even though we have all this technology kind of assisting that that the old school way of a gut feel or just understanding a market or, or, or the people that you're talking to still is still very much part of the decision-making process. Like it's not just analytics. It's not just numbers, even though those contribute to maybe smaller decisions. I mean, I, okay. So two examples I would give, um, the first one is a much more basic one is that if my wife data charted all of my mistakes and things that I did not do correctly <laughs> and based her decisions about me about data, then I would have no possibility of improvement. Right. So, I mean, I think data brings a lot of uh, validity. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's something that data doesn't show. And the ex other example I would say is probably, and a lot of books, you know, uh, Good to Great and a lot of books uh, would would provide examples you know southwest airlines started um if they if they took the same operations manual from other airlines um if they took the same model there would be no southwest airlines that's true you know? yeah southwest airlines was kind of founded on the idea that you know they looked at uh public buses and said how do we make aviation um and, and change <laughs> it in a way that people can just buy cost-effective tickets and travel right. freely but just hop on a plane and not have all these things you know like i mean all, all those, those things add cost right right ultimately right. it's efficiency so if they if they use data i don't know that they would be able to make come to the conclusion that hey this is how we're going to evolve right 
Um, I think Apple's the same way. I mean, a lot of people have said that, I mean, they were never the first ones with the MP3 player. Or with anything uh, for that matter. Yeah. With, with almost anything, they're right. not the first ones. They've right? waited for the bugs to get worked out. And I think they've, they've waited for adoption. Really and, right. well bulletproof, like well-built like, bulletproof product. Like even when they launched their the first iPhone, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a big, there was a, I remember there was a big fuss over Apple going using the Edge network over the 3G network. And everybody was using it, was using 3G. But there was such little coverage that every all those flagship phones that were on 3G back then, which were still kind of t- type, mm-hmm. you know, keyboard screens, um, were all having issues. And they released their brand new product with a full screen, right? You know, digital keyboard and the whole nine yards. And they chose Edge. And obviously, look at where we are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, their technology evolves and it evolves so fast that... I mean, there's no data that can show you some of that innovation. Sure. So if you're just sort of innovating based off data solely, like let's just say round numbers, 90%, you know, not that you can't succeed, but um, I think my my thought is that, you know, there's a lot of intuition and gut about what you're trying to create. And the data is just pointing you and sort of validating some of the, the thoughts or helping you navigate some of the... Um, Roblox. Yeah, you know, and I or, think it also. Challenges. I think it also comes down to understanding as well that your your customers aren't necessarily making decisions on charts and numbers. Their decisions might be a lot more emotional, depending on the products that you're making and well, the, the industry that you're in. Here's right. Here's my feedback on that, and it's because if we're talking analytics, and I know we don't tend to get too geeky on. I don't think podcasts. we ever have. <laughs> this yeah, is the first I think time. it's the first time, and it, and, it, and it goes to show when you're talking to uh, um, a CEO of a company, um, you get. A different perspective on how life is perceived and thoughts are kind of handled so we're getting a very like calculative um very thought through approach which i think is something i've always found in alan is you've always had a very like thoughtful and kind of planned mentality behind decisions um what you do what you like partake in stuff like that like you seem pretty methodical Probably the opposite. So I'm glad that I, I, I think my ego says that's great. You know, but, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I, I'm more the kind of wing it guy. To be honest, you're just lucky. Your gut is yeah. so so. Okay, so that's awesome. Because going back to what Frank was saying, where it's like gut versus analytics. I wanted to comment, but wanted Alan to to finish his piece. But I feel like gut works with the right kind of person. If you're the right person and you really have a good bearing and you have a good understanding of like... Like you have a good internal compass. Internal compass and you understand the business really well, then your gut goes a long way. If you truly understand your demographic, the person you're going after, like your what your business is, like the numbers on the backside, all that. If you could internalize that and then like spit out something that like kind of takes it all, like the whole and like throws out like a plan or a direction, you're solid. But... If you're the kind of guy who like needs somebody to tell you what to do, your gut is never going to work. And I've and I've met those people. We're like, oh, this is what this is where we're going, and it's like, dude, you're an idiot. You didn't even look at the map. <laughs> you don't even know what the map looks like. Like you're telling us we're going this way, you know. And I'm I'm not going to name names, but like there's a there, there have been people that I've worked with, and and it's just like you're just looking at them like you know they've got like four eyes like you know on, on their forehead. Um, you so kind of just actually named me because I'm horrible with directions and I usually use my gut. So it's I'm, actually, ta- I'm validating you I'm- in saying that <laughs> when it comes to like navigating and, and, and from a standpoint of driving and then getting to a destination. You're all the sunsets in the West and that's the way I got to go. It's yeah. always wrong. And see, like, it's funny always- because for me, my, my parent, my dad actually, he always used to joke that I was like a homing pigeon. Like, 
he could literally drop me anywhere and I could get home or I could get to you where get he wanted out the way. Yes. Yeah. And, or we could go somewhere four hours from home once at night and I could get there again. Like wow. it's, yeah. It's cool. yeah. Yeah. It's been, that's always been like my weird, odd talent. <laughs> you know, it's actually, uh, it's funny. You Completely worthless in a talent show, but. They did a study on taxi drivers in New York. Yeah. So they took their brain scans and they took the average person's brain scans. No kidding. And they found like this growth within the brain of these guys that their whole goal is to like navigate. Was it like a GPS? There's unit? a, there's a different like part of the brain that just gets activated and like grows. Yeah based off of navigation. I so believe that because the, I mean, your brain, I mean, again, maybe yours tangent, is just bigger in that respect. Yeah. But I believe that. Like, I think we, you gotta we, be big somewhere. we exercise. <laughs> in Frank's case, he's kind of big in a lot of different areas. <laughs> from what I oh hear, my gosh. from what I, from what I hear, who's talking? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think what episode was it that you stripped down and jumped in the lake? Oh was yeah. That, uh, that was on the way. Expo, that was on the way to expo. That, that yeah. was on the way to expo. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, when did that happen? Oh yeah. Well, my my point that was, was going to be more, definitely more more PG was going to be. <laughs> oh, are we? Is this PG thirteen? <laughs> we try. <laughs> we, oh, okay. we was going to be, um, you know, you you build you build strength in what you exercise, right? Sure. So I mean, I, I get it. Like I think, I, I I'm I'm a firm believer. No, I shouldn't say a firm believer, but I have this con this idea that 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 talent is is the the part when people say, oh, you're bored. You have a natural talent. Mm. I believe that yes, we're predisposed to a natural skill, but I truly believe that if you work at it, you can develop almost any skill, right? It it may be harder for you at first, but I do, and I say this because I come from a background. I I went to I, I went to art schools my whole life. You did, yeah. Are you a wow, shit kid? I didn't know that. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't know that, right? So, um, I mean, and I'm talking from elementary, like on through high. I went to an art school, elementary school. I went to a performing arts middle and high school, um, and even in college, right? So. Um, that's why you're so liberal. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I'm surprisingly not. If you talk <laughs> to know, other people, you're pretty cent- you're pretty central. Like mid- midline. I try or? to be logical. I think is yeah. why. Right. But but I mean, my point is is people used to say, "Oh, you draw so well. Are you or you do this so well?" And I go and I used to, and I used to tell them, "I go, you give me one day and I will have you drawing." Yep. And I'll have you drawing well. And and from that point on, it's up to you if you want to practice and get better. But I guarantee you, you can draw portraits and you can do them well in a day. It's just. It's 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 training and it's training yourself how to see shapes and how to see things right. But but people used to always tell me, oh, you're skilled and talented and oh my gosh, it's so great. And I go, I've been doing it my whole life, right? Anyone can draw, straight up. I'm saying it right now in this podcast. Anyone can draw. I've said that to other people. Yeah, I get the same thing. Like both of us are artists, and it's like, you know, as a graphic designer, people are like, oh my god, that's amazing, or like whatever, or like you know, just like sketching stuff. And it's like. You could do it too. And I'm complete garbage compared to, for instance, my buddy that I grew up with in high school. This, yeah. This kid named Kazoo. Um, Kazuhiro Kibushi. Um, the guy's actually going to probably be famous. You'll probably see his name in movies. I, one of his one of his books just got uh, optioned by like Will Smith or something. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, this guy's just stupid. Wow. So this is the artist friend that I had. Yeah. Whose shadow I like kind of was under. Yeah. And he's who I looked up to. But then I'll get other people looking up to me right and i'm just telling them look it's all a progression it is and granted there are people that are just it's not so much that they're like they automatically know how to draw their they just started, ability they just started at three well, and you started at zero not even their ability to pick it up and run yes. is far better than your ability to pick it up and run yes and that's where it'll, i believe that human that, that it'll you're take you longer with, versus yes. that guy yes right i believe that you 
you know, different ways of learning, sure, right, are, are do predispose you to pick up different things quicker, right? Absolutely, right? Like, like for, for example, I haven't done graphic design in probably 15 years. Yep. I used to do it for a living, yep. right? But I probably haven't done it in like close to 10 or 15 years. So now I'm terrible at it. And I see it when I look at Ali because he's really good at it. And especially like Corey, my buddy Corey kills it. He does the most, some of the most amazing artwork I've ever seen, mm-hmm. right? So like when people call me an artist, I look at them and I'm like, oh, dude, I used to be. But these guys, and, but that, it goes there's to the point. always somebody better than uh, that. You know what? We talked about said this. this. There's always somebody better than you, and there's always someone that sucks more than you. Actually, my father always said that to me. All across the board. <laughs> and if you live your life that way, you might be able to find some humility, which yes. is really important in my opinion, in life in general. Yeah, I. Whenever believe- you think your shit doesn't stink, or whenever you think like you've reached like the end all be all, you failed, in my opinion. Like that's it. You might as well just pack it in and just fucking off. Sorry, we're going to bleep a bunch of these. <laughs> but like, you're never done because somebody else is hustling. Like my business, right? I run the design team at 5.11. Sure. If I slack off, if I just start just like coasting, I've got amazing people that I manage who I know can definitely take the throne from me. If they so here's to. a question then, because we deal with this and I deal with it because we're both in positions. I think, well, all of us are in positions where, where we're responsible for other people. Direct reports. And right. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So what, how do you feel about the phrase? Everyone is replaceable. Are oh, you talking to me or yeah. Ollie? No, oh, both of you. Oh, great. Both so of I you. have to answer that first. <laughs> you I want mean, me to answer it? Okay. So that's yes. the, honest, the honest answer for me is everyone is replaceable from the standpoint of ego, right? I mean, you know, I think when you look at KC specifically, um, we don't, we don't take that literally and like go down, you know, the office and saying, Hey, you better do your job or everyone's replaceable. You know, it's not about that. I mean, it's, it's really about, um, you firing yourself and growing. Right. Um, because, even for me, I'm looking at how I can benefit the business uh, by firing myself. And if someone you've can, said that before to me, I did. Yeah, you're like, I can't wait to get fired, or like whatever. <laughs> whatever you said for my fired. next opportunity, like, <laughs> well, well, maybe it's better you just walk away. Yeah, no, I mean, whatever, I, however it manifests. I mean, the truth is that if I can do my job really well and I can empower the people next to me to do my job with me mm-hmm. and do my job then that means they're probably learning too and doing something more than they did yesterday. Right. So I, we do feel like people should feel that they're replaceable from the standpoint of they need to be replacing themselves yeah. because if you're not, then you're really not growing. Right. And like if, you're not if growing, you ever moved on in the company, for instance, yeah, right. Yeah. And allowed somebody else to fill your role like and not then being take stagnant. on a greater role within a company. Yes. That's yeah. what your goal should yes. be. If you're going to stay within a company, otherwise yes. you find another opportunity elsewhere. Yes. And, Correct. um, you know, there was a meme on LinkedIn or something, and I think it was from Richard Branson and I'm going to do a horrible job paraphrasing, but it was on the long lines that, you know, for us, it's about, um, like treating people the best we can, um, so that they can move on. Right. Like, within their role outside of the company for better opportunities, like treating them, teaching them, teaching them really well, right? So that so that they are poised to move on. Um, but you treat them so well that they don't want to move on, right? right. So, right. I mean, I think that it is it is the truth that we, we feel like people are replaceable, but it's from the standpoint and context of 
you know, we want you to replace yourself every year because we just want you to grow. That's yeah, I think it's an important and, and that, context. That, but the thing is, like, that growth, it, it's like, it, it's hard because, you know, I'm me. You guys have your own person. We have our own, you know, we all have programming, right? Yep. Some people are naturally better at some things than, than others. Some people are more motiv- motivated and more determined than others. Right. I think that as a company, as a society, it's a fine line between also what you think is right for this person and what seat they really should be in. Right. And that's something that um, we're constantly looking at. You know, some organizations use Myers-Briggs, where they right, look at right. personality. Some people use 34 Strong. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so many out there, but it's still steps to try to understand yourself, like you mentioned before. Well, Frank, it's understanding right? yourself and then understanding the language in which you need to speak to others. Yeah. That's what a lot of those tools yeah. are Yeah, really how you communicate in ways that they can understand, right? At least that the point is getting is, is in a way that is... Um, that reaches them, right? That they completely exactly. understand what kind of what you're trying to say and convey. Like, I've I developed something kind of just a habit when I interview people, and in, on my team for you know for my team specifically. And That's Shimano, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And one of the first things that I say to them is, "Look, the whole point of this position is for you to take things off my plate. You need to make my life easier, right? If I have to, if I have to look over your shoulder." I have to babysit if I have to continuously explain or do things I don't need you I can just do it myself right and it that that's not even and it sounds harsher than it is because the point there is if if you're not doing more if you're not learning and growing then I can't either because I don't I don't have time everybody wins when when the people beneath you and beneath them are being developed and grown and their their abilities are increased, right? Then that means that they're taking things off my plate. So my plate has room for much for other things for me to personally grow and develop in, right? And same thing for them, right? If I can teach them greater skills, they're taking on more responsibility. They're taking on a high, a better role of leadership within the company. And, and then eventually they have someone below them and the cycle continues, right? But, but until they understand that concept of, look, you have to take responsibility for yourself and take things off my plate and not make life harder for the people around you, right? I think that's a key point, and it's really helped. Like, our team is, is one of the strongest teams, I'm proud to say, like, in Shimano, and it's, I think that's a big reason why. Yeah, hopefully nobody else from your other teams have listened to this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. I mean, and I think that really supports culture. Um, I think I read an article about Costco about... Um, one of the reasons why people are so happy there is that it is a very safe place from a standpoint of people don't feel like, you know, they're always their job or their position or politics, right. whatever it is that threatens people. At right. work. It's a safe place where they can, they can feel they don't have to worry about that one piece and they can really focus on their work. Which it's I almost think is like powerful. a union without the union at Costco. Yeah, it really. Yeah. yeah. I think that really kind of like That's nails it. it seems exactly. Like it is, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've read some a few stories about Costco and especially because in my specific space of kind of e-commerce and B2B commerce and all that kind of stuff is getting way off topic. But they, same reason, they've done a really good job of that. And it's because they don't compete internally. They compete externally, obviously, as a company, right? They they have their competitors and they have their the play the market that they play in. But they don't they don't they're they don't compete internally there's no infighting in that way right it's very safe and very 
very team oriented and productive that way. And it's evident when you sit down with the team and we've had meetings with them, uh, talk about how they've rolled out different platforms that we're interested in and whatnot. It's very evident when you sit down with a team that even that on the rolls, corporate side, yeah, huh. that rolls like a well. And that's the thing too. That's an excellent point because I I'm a firm believer that culture it starts up top, right? Like it trickles down. Yeah, because sometimes it's easy to see that in retail, like they have like less responsibility or whatnot, yeah. and they seem to be a lot happier. And then you go up the top, and the and definitely as they say, like shit goes downstream. But like, sounds like Costco has kind of stemmed the flow. It's because they're well. not sending shit downstream. Yeah. Right. Cause that, dealing I think with that's it a thing at a higher level. Yeah. Like yeah. people say that a lot, right? Like shit goes downstream. It's like, sure. But that's great as just a saying and it's funny and catchy and you know, it, it does kind of elicit, you know, a, a visual, but like at the end of the day, you don't want to send shit downstream. Right. Right. Like that's, that helps no one. And I'm talking like literal, like you don't want to send trash down to your people. You don't want them focusing on busy work and garbage and things that aren't going to benefit the company or the business, right? Like it's, you don't want to send that stuff downstream. So if you're really doing your jobs as leadership or management, you're not sending shit downstream. Yeah. My opinion. And oh, how yeah. to, and how does this relate to off-roading? It doesn't, you guys just need to like listen <laughs> to this and grow from this. Okay. No, I think it does. I think it does. And I'll tell you how, right? Because I think one of the things that, that overlanding and, or off the grid kind of adventuring and being Vehicle outdoors, camping, yeah. being, you know, and for multiple time, for multiple days at a time, mm -hmm. it does one thing, right? It makes you self-sufficient. And that I think is a key building block of leadership. It, it builds confidence and it builds sure. you and it makes you self-sufficient and it makes you cognizant of your strengths and weaknesses. Right. And I think. And honestly, I think that's why a lot of the people that we go out with yep. are very strong individuals, even if they didn't start out that way. Like any one of us could actually like out of the core group of people that we kind of hang out with. Right. Any one of us can take off on our own. And right. Just enjoy our time by ourselves. And it may not have been true a year ago. Exactly. That, and that's the point. It's not that we started that through way. It. Exactly. Yep. And we build the confidence and we build the skill sets and uh, move on from there. Exactly. Well, let alone that, I mean, also recharging, which is something that we talked about, right? I mean, we all recharge differently. Um, I think this is a recharge for a lot of different people, families, you know, to come out here and recharge. So right. uh, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, what's interesting, Ali asked about what is the culture at KC then in, in that stuff. And you were talking about, um, like, you know, the concept of uh, everyone is replaceable. You know, when I when I think back to in 04 when I joined my dad and what I learned from my dad and just how we ran our business and, you know, it's not like KC or any of these businesses are large. I mean, we're all small businesses sure. and family yeah. business. But for us, our internal vision and mission is really to um, improve the quality of the relationships that we have because that really drives the results. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned these, I think these three words mostly throughout what we were talking about is like even between you and Ali and stuff. Um, and this goes beyond just business and life. It's, it's, you know, tread lightly. It's overland bound. It's, it's in order to have quality of relationship with anything, right? Be it, you know, the roads, the each other, anything. It's like trust, communication and respect. Yeah. Right? And when you think about in life, the, any one thing like a object like like being outdoors of uh you know the campsite or or the people in your lives that you do have very high levels of that the results are phenomenal 
Absolutely. Right? I mean, absolutely. You, it's like you love being outdoors. And so your, your level of trust, respect, and communication with the campsite is phenomenal. Yeah. Which means you're going to clean up. You're going to, you're going to respect it. You you're know, about you're, it, yeah. you're about it. Right. And so for us, that's, that's really ultimately it is, um, those company, three things. Your guys are kind of about it. That like for me personally, like what kind of resonated with me in having KC is like, cause KC was like one of the most early partners, like one of the first partners that I ever had on my rig. And then, um, dude, it was on, it was on your rig before I even knew. Yeah. I KC. went out, I just went out and bought it. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but it's like the reason why I was so proud to have it. And I think the reason why you went out and bought it is that KC has, and I've talked and I talked to my buddy, Nick, our, our friend, Nick, uh, from Rome. Um, he's actually all of our friends. Um, we were talking about it. It's like Casey brings the party. Yeah. And it's a quality product. So it's like the guy who's really fun to hang out with, but he's really smart too. And he's like, who doesn't want to hang out with that guy? It's just, it's just, he's, one a of those, center, he's the life of the party, right? He's it's one center. of those, it's one of those kind of like genuine individuals yeah. that is a natural magnet for people. Right? Like, like if you were to make of, Casey a person, it's the dude that can a get you out of a shitty situation and b make sure you have the most fun right <laughs> and that's how i would like that's how i yeah. would see and like that's how i would like um present kc to anyone and the reason why it it like you know connects with me on an emotional level and then on a technical level there's other companies out there some of them just seem like too sterile and yeah. some of them seem super cheap so like and some start- of them seem honestly just all about themselves, themselves or all about the now. Yeah. 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 And Casey's always been like the community that Casey's built, like the guys that I've hung out with, the guys that you've hung out with, the guys we've hung out with together. Like we've always had a great time. And I think we've always talked about that. Like, oh, we just got back from this trip with this ambassador and that ambassador and they're all Casey sponsored and we just fucking made our new like best friends. Yeah. Like that happens every single time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's like what you guys are saying. It's like top down, right? So whether if it's culture or behavior or I mean, birds of a feather flock together, right? Um, right. And I'm, I mean, we're not perfect. I mean, shit still flows downstream. No and yep. we make a lot of mistakes and we're not perfect and um, we have our issues. But I think we make enough um, good decisions and model well enough that there's a positive impact and there's a there's positive progress. So, um, but yeah, no, for us, it's all about relationships, right? Um, yeah. Internally, it's like... If you can have those three things um, be at high levels, then your quality of relationship with that coworker or that peer is going to be so high that there's really nothing that can happen that you can't solve. I mean, it's like similar, um, and I've never been through boot camp, unfortunately, but you know, when you look at Marines and they go to boot camp, I mean, they're stripped of their identity. Yeah, they're stripped right. of everything, and they're thrown into this like very challenging environment, emotionally yeah. and physically. They're re- almost they're reprogrammed. They're reprogrammed. Yeah, and it's it's really not about you; it's about survival. Yeah, and I think that you take any group of people and you do that, um, and and it doesn't have to be intense, but even just coming out and you know spending time together out here uh, forms those bonds. You know, and so for us internally, it's about that, but externally, it's less about the brand and more about uh, the experiences that we create with people, right. um, and allowing those people to create even better experiences with the people around them. I've always, uh, I've always thought it's, it's really comes down to like trust and love. Yeah. So if you work within a company and you trust the people around you that they're not trying to fucking like stick a knife in your back and they're trying to just, you know, they're not trying to stick a knife in your back and they're not trying to like climb over your on your shoulders and move on and up for themselves. Yeah. They're not trying to step on your face to climb up. Yeah. That you guys are all growing together. Yeah. 
and that you could look at them and appreciate them. You said something a lot earlier in this podcast about how you're focused on appreciation. And it's interesting that you said that because um, I recently had a conversation with a really near and dear friend of mine, Margie, and she was the old recruiter for uh, 5.11. She's actually the person who brought me onto 5.11. And uh, we talked not too long ago and she's like, Ali, you need to get back to a place of appreciation. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, this is like a, a mindset that I have that I'm trying to share with others. She goes, when you wake up in the morning, appreciate anything you can for like 15 seconds. And as you're driving to work, when you get to work, appreciate, it could even be the paint on the side of the building. Appreciate the color of it. Like appreciate whatever. And when you get to work, that person who maybe like you've been like butting heads with, who's like, maybe they're kind of nasty and like they don't have a good way of communicating. Appreciate how their hair is. Yeah, it's appreciate true. Appreciate the shirt that they're wearing, the clothes that they're wearing, whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. It's true because you know it's funny. Is uh, one of the girls on my team, and her head's gonna get real big if she ever hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but she has this saying that I used to think was super cheesy. Um, but you know what? She's she's right, and credit to her. She all almost every day says this to anyone who's either down or needing some needing kind of a compass. Yeah. She says gratitude changes attitude. Yep. And I think that's what Margie was trying to tell me. She's like, when you appreciate things, when you appreciate the good, you don't allow the bad to override that good. Right. Even the person who's normally like making you feel bad. Once you start appreciating something good, it changes your mindset and like flips that switch to where you're no longer affected as much as you were. And, and I know a lot of us within overlanding or rock landing or just getting out there and like having fun in the outdoors, we tend to come together And we're dealing with a lot of personalities. And often, if we spend enough time together, we can definitely get to a place where we might be sick of each other's faces. Yeah. But if you find the appreciation at all times, and you can appreciate the fact that you even have the luxury of getting out together, well, that might just put a a stop on the negativity that comes into it and turn it around and make it a positive situation. Yeah, and I think that the thing with the gratitude changing attitude kind of thing is that a lot of times what ends up happening is if you focus on the negative, it seems insurmountable, right? But if you you take a moment to have some gratitude over the good things and not let the bad things overshadow, it can it can really kind of give you the confidence that you need to push through whatever seems insurmountable or whatever negative there is and puts it in perspective. It's saying, look, it's not over, right? It's just this one hurdle. And I've got all the other stuff going for me. And now you can start to pick apart this negative and work through it and get past it. Right. Like, look, we're, you know, this is another thing. If I could tell my younger self anything, it would be that, look, you've made it this far in your life, man. You're going to get to this point in your life. Right. Nothing before that has killed you, ruined you or made or left you on the streets, you know, near death. Right. Like even the stuff that in the moment you thought was insurmountable and you had no idea how you were going to dig yourself out of this hole. Right. You did like hitting your first gatekeeper. Yeah. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but, and you did, and you know how you did it one little piece at a time, man, you chipped away at it one foot in front of the other one, you know, one good deed at a time, whatever, however you did that particular task. Like at the end of the day, we all got here. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of like starting, not letting it overwhelm you and then start picking it apart and pushing through it. Yeah. And I think that bringing it back to, I think being outdoors and stuff, it's like any problem you face, right? Um, when we went to Mojave in the Mojave desert, you know, on that trip and, uh, Jordan lost Sasquatch. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I think he, he the, the broke his, uh, uniball. Yeah. And it's like, 
you know, it could be something like that where it's like it just unsurmountable. It seems or, catastrophic at the moment, um, right? Like it's frustrated, but yeah. you know, who we are in those moments of frustration is not really who we are or what we are capable of, right? And so, you know, I guess we're going deeper from Matrix to Yoda, but it's like <laughs> it's kind of true, you know, yeah. like you know, fear, um, anger, hate, suffering, right? I mean, it's it comes back to mindset, um, and as cheesy as it sounds, I mean. Um, you said love, right? It's like, if there is love, anything's possible. Why? Because there's empathy, right? So right. Um, I think that I probably have way too much empathy <laughs> in my <laughs> mindset. Um, I know I've been criticized for that, but I think that overall having that mindset gets you way further. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people talk about people who are more optimistic, um, you know, whether if they're trying to survive something out in the wild. Um, I think optimism goes a long way when you have nothing else because um, that's, that's really like hope, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's what we really try to provide at KC is just like, you know, optimism, hope, and um, self-awareness. Right. Uh, and then just this guiding principle of, uh, you know, improve all your relationships. If anything, improve all the relationships outside of work because that's more important than necessarily at work. Right. And work is just a place that you get to, you get to hone those things because we spend half of our lives there. Um, Dude, okay, yeah, yeah. So like, Sorry, you said that and that is like <laughs> such a... We spend so much time at work. A lot. And it astounds me when you work with people who don't look at you like you're a family member, because they should. Because literally, you're spending more quality time with people at work oh, 100%. than you do with the people you actually want to spend 100%. time with. Right. Because we're gone from 8 a.m. I'll, I'll use myself. I, I'm not going to speak for any of you guys or you guys here, but I go to work. I leave 8.30, 9 o'clock, depending on the kids get to work. I'm there all the way until like six, six thirty. By the time I spend the hour to get home, it's like around seven, seven thirty. Maybe I stop to get food. It's eight o'clock. I get home. It's like bath time with the boys. It's about half an hour to 40 minutes tops of like spending time together, maybe watching a movie where you're not really spending time together. You're just kind of sitting next to each other. Yeah. You're kind of in the same proximity. It's bedtime. Right. And in that time, my wife's kind of in the mix with the same thing. And we get maybe an hour late at night if we really want to feel shitty the following morning to where we've stayed up. That's the only time we get together. And then it's like start over. So literally, it's about an hour to an hour and a half with the boys and about an hour with my wife who also works late compared to eight to nine hours with the people I work with every single day during the week. Right. And then the weekend. And that's why I think the weekends for me are like so sweet and kind of brings me to another thing where... You know, actually, the past three weeks, granted, my my suspension was getting rebuilt uh, over at Icon, but still, even with that, I could have I could have gone out and done a couple things. I chose not to. I had a couple excuses not to. I got into a bad mountain biking accident, but um, I just been taking a break. Yeah, capacity. You needed to refill. Uh, you needed to go. Dude, capacity. Even exactly. hanging out with friends and going outdoors and doing this overlanding thing, it's a lot of time. It's money. Yeah. It's like, it's guilt. For me, it turns into guilt because I'm hanging out, having really good times with friends. And then suddenly I'm thinking, oh, my son wants to probably do stuff with his dad. Right. My sons, plural. Right. My wife would like to spend time with me and like maybe go on a date. It's like, shit, I got to prioritize that, you know? So it's difficult. It's difficult to find, for me, it actually has been pretty difficult to find a balance 
Um, I'm trying to find my center again. So I've kind of reallocated funds to work and to family. And now like the overlanding, the, the rock landing stuff is kind of like taking a backseat. But I'm starting to find the balance again, like coming out today. I'm like, you know what? I can't spend a night at this event, which is amazing. We've already got like 20 plus rigs out here. Yeah. And everyone's going to camp out and have an awesome time and bonfire and all that. And the kids are all here. The families are all here. We came up for the afternoon, thought the kids would have fun playing with the other kids here, which they are. We do our podcast. I check off a bunch of boxes right. communally with the kids because I spent a bunch of time with them before we even started podcasting today. And uh, and I feel good. And that's yeah. like, I got to just keep finding these little wins. And it's the balance, you right? Know? You're striking that yeah. balance, which is key. And, yeah. you know, so Balance is key. I think that's a good... If you guys were going to take away anything from this podcast, <laughs> it's like the love, the balance. Yeah, you 100%. know, like Find these things. Find the appreciation. Um... Get yourself a pair of Casey lights. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, build your life on something that's substantial so you don't go back one day and say, damn, what did I spend all my time on? Right. What was it that was so important that took me away from my family, my friends, my kids? Because I got other friends who don't even do any of this. Right. And it's I'm true. lucky that some of my close friends are involved and they've be become closer with me since I've been involved with like this whole industry and this uh, lifestyle. But I do have other friends that, you know, maybe I haven't put enough time into because I've been yeah. too busy on my weekends doing this stuff. And suddenly I'm not going out seeing movies or catching a game or whatever with my other buddies. So balance is really key. And it's like understanding that, you know, 10 years from now, what do you want your story to be? Yeah. You know, what do you want your friends to remember you by? Um, do you want to be that, that jackass who kind of turned his back and became, oh, Mr. Too Cool because he was involved in all this other stuff? Like, I don't want that to be my narrative personally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't don't we don't know our narrative, right? I mean, that that's why it's called programming in the matrix. It's like yeah. we don't know it. It's just what we were taught and it wasn't taught to us maliciously. Right. But I think yeah, it, like people people need to think about that and say why do I feel like this? Like, you know, <laughs> like my one of my things is clutter, right? Like I hate clutter, but why do I feel like I hate why do I hate clutter? Yeah, why do you? Where did right? that come from? Right. And honestly, when and I'm not, again, like fully, uh, I'm, a, I'm a recovering uh, clutter. Person. I thought you were about to say alcoholic. Like, damn, <laughs> we just dug some layers. That, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, that just by being He's okay with clutter yeah. has improved my relationship with my wife. Nice. Not yeah. that she clutters like that much. But, but like I'm just saying my, I'm just an example. level of acceptance has gone up. Acceptance, um, you know, empathy, right, for yep. that. Um, and it's not a stressor, right? So you're yeah, probably not like keyed up. Awareness and looking at that. Right. Um, and so for some, it's like, you know, some feel guilty making time for themselves to come out here. Sure. You had that conversation. Should not feel guilty, yep. but should there be a balance? Yes. And there's a, is there a way to do that? Like you've done, right? Yep. Where you're like, Hey, I'm going to check off these boxes. Is there communication that needs to be had with your wife, with your kids? Yep. Is there trust and uh, respect that needs to be built in those and then come to a reasonable thing? Yeah. I mean, it's effort, but it's that, you know, and it's crazy because I've spent so much time with growing myself and, you know, work. Yep. Every, all of that now needs to be replicated for my personal life. Yeah. That's yeah. the reality. Yeah. You know, if you want a successful marriage, like relationships, friendships, like all those things we do at work need to be done in the personal life. And that's what I'm just starting to work on and realize. Um, it's, you, it's really, it's really crazy. You know, you will not become my wife's client then. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let me, let me change gears here a little bit before we get too far into this and we have to wrap this up. Um, I would feel very guilty if we did not in this podcast, a 
talk about your experiences since you've, I think, really kind of dove in deep into overlanding, overlanding, right? And then number two, the gladiator. Which we need to go oh, dude, we should have brought the gladiator. Right? Why didn't we bring Why the gladiator out? Taylor You, you promised Taylor, us. Is it Taylor, in Arizona? You it promised is in us. Williams. Okay. Uh Taylor, uh Damn for, it, Taylor. for those of you um, that are on YouTube, <laughs> Taylor has done a great job. Taylor uh, he really is has. the voice of our He's been killing is, it. is the voice of KC and uh um you know he he was he he came to the company uh with the purpose of of helping us have a great, solid, consistent voice. Uh, with the community and he's done a great job with yeah. very little. I mean, we don't have a lot to work with. So, um, no, he's been great, but yeah, Taylor is basically hogging the gladiator, yeah, <laughs> which is understandable, That's right? Cool. There's, a, there's some separation anxiety going on there. There's, there's a relationship going on there now, a tremendous amount of trust, respect, you know, and communication between Taylor and the gladiator. All, all boxes on there checked. Yeah. Has, he, so, has he named the gladiator yet? You know, he probably has, but he may not have. It's his own us. name. It's his yeah, own name. It's a secret. Taylor too. Um, Don't touch Darla. Don't touch no, Darla. you know, um, the gladiator was something that uh, we did as a company. Um, that I mean, we haven't. We haven't purchased a vehicle as a company in a long time. You guys kind of did a couple back to back, though, right now. Uh, a couple. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, the Gladiator was something where we were like, "Hey, like, we 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 have a lot of design that we could, you know, really benefit from yep. from that vehicle." And uh, I think that the company has reached a point since four years ago where we felt comfortable in making good investments um, for the company and. And so we got the Gladiator, right? And huge props uh, to Bond over at Rebel Off-Road because I think I literally texted him like, hey, Bond, I see you have a couple <laughs> Gladiators. Is it possible to get on the waiting list? And it was like the next morning, um, you know, we were we were at a dealership. That's awesome. And, you know, Bond is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, no, he's, was, he's and, solid. And then, and then he showed up at the dealership. No kidding. Uh, my dad and I were there. And, uh, so it, it was... Uh, it's a testament to the community, though, right? Yep. Um, beyond business, it's uh, the people, right? But the Gladiator is amazing. I mean, for me, I'm not, A, an outdoors guy from the past. Interesting. But I've okay. always gone camping and stuff. But just, I mean, overlanding is a, is a very broad word, you know? 100%. Podcast and, yes. And so um, when I dive deep, it's like I've just dipped my toe in, right? But I love it. Um, but the Gladiator is amazing. I mean, I think uh, I, I had a Ford Raptor in the early days of KC. No kidding. I had a truck bed, um, so I'm I'm glad to have a truck bed back. Uh, that's that's really cool. But the Gladiator is really cool. I mean, it's it's compact, it's it's powerful, it's it's versatile. Yep. Um, it's Jeep. Really capable, yeah. Very it's capable. Um, you know, we've let, left the stock to do a ton of stuff to it, which you can um, see on the YouTube our YouTube channel that Taylor has done, and, and really sh- to showcase the Gladiator in, in its in its raw form. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, and then we're planning to build it out in a very normal, like a normal person would, which in phases, like, you know, tires, wheels, suspension, and then- Versus like just dumping, bolting, every, dropping yeah, it off at Rebel yeah. and then picking it up a month later. Yeah, we want to like, feel what yeah. it feels like, like most people to, yeah. to build a vehicle. To use so. it and build on those improvements that you see that yeah. you need, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we're very excited. I mean, I just see a huge benefit in, in truck beds. Um, just from when I own my Raptor and yeah. I do severely miss it, but I also like the foreigner, but yeah. no, the glider is awesome. I think for us internally, it's a symbol of a milestone. Um, it's a, it's a vehicle that we're going to use, um, a lot to do a lot of product dev on. Uh, and it's a vehicle that we're going to be out with, you know? Um, but yeah, you guys should, uh, 
we need to schedule something for yeah. you guys to uh we'd to love to take it for a spin and yeah. go do a little bit of yeah, calling. It's coming back it's coming back uh in, in a few days with taylor taylor's coming back to the la office for a couple weeks so it'll be there so you know just let us know i mean we're all going to get together in august i'm not going to talk about it but <laughs> oh but be, you know what if this podcast won't be out yet we should talk about what's going to happen at kchq in september right because we're going to do September. huh september 14th oh is the okay so September 14th is the RFDLA. Yeah. So yeah. we've made some big changes at Rigged for Dirt. And one of those is the meetups. As you guys know, I do um, OC uh, Rigs and Coffee. Yep. And so that's changing now. You did OC Rigs and Coffee. Right. That's changing you now used to, to. Yeah, exactly. Used to. And so that's changing now to we are doing um, RFD OC, Rigged for Dirt OC. And you yeah. built an insane community with OC Rigs and Coffee. Yeah. And, uh, and the very short amount of time that you've been doing it, I think yeah. you just hit your one year, right? Yeah. Not too year. long ago. And our last count was what? 114? 113. 113 rigs. Yeah. Damn. 113 rigs. 114 because I was there with you that's in right. spirit. I yeah. mean, that's right. People who give up their weekends who are passionate and, and about some it too. are like pretty early morning morning yeah. bro like you're getting up at like 7 seven thirty <laughs> to come out there it's crazy that's that's equivalent of like 1000 people just the magnitude right. yeah. of what you know people you know the amount of people that would have came out at one yeah. o'clock versus 7 right. a.m yeah. yeah absolutely i and mean that's the mindset is i mean uh going kind of summarizing some of the things we talked about what's interesting about kc and the the, the methodology is you know we're really starting there's a book called start with why that nick actually um on our team uh, yeah. Nick at Casey and Nick yep. at Rome um, sent my way, and it, it, it very much parallels a lot of um, the mindset that we've we've been we've been having. Is everything we do is about why are we doing what we do? Right. right. And and this goes back to what we were just talking about. Is like you know what what do you want your story to be? Right. All you said, and it's like you know don't give up the time with the kids or whatever's important to you. It's like why are you doing what you do? Is it the programming? Is it because your parents that said that you should be doing X, Y, and Z or whatever it is? But it's like we try to really focus on why are we doing what we do? Why are we producing this light? Why are we doing this? You know? Right. Um, well, and like, so that's very important. I guess the reality is, is you might lose time with the kids, but if you truly understand your why, then you know it's because you're building maybe during that time to do something else. And you're sacrificing maybe this day here or day there in order to then have a week here and a week Absolutely. there. Yeah. And sometimes you have to play the long game, but the reality, you really need to understand where you're going in order to get there. Well, you have to have a goal, right? Like goals are, I think also critical and crucial. That's to what any I'm saying. Like you'll never know what's going to like tomorrow. I, dude, on the way back from camp, we're leaving in like, actually, as soon as this podcast is over, we got to bounce, but we're like, <laughs> we're leaving heaven forbid the Jeep could fall off the cliff. Right. And we'd what? be dead. Really? No, my point is, you <laughs> Have just you met Ali. Really? This guy has like the darkest, weirdest. I, mean, I, I remember saying. episode one, but really, you, you just gotta go back there. You just don't know. Hey, it's reality. You don't yeah, know what can happen, right? Yeah. yeah. For sure. You don't no. know you're gonna be that guy working on your Jeep underneath your Jeep, and that earthquake hits, which happened, and yeah, you get did. you get killed because your Jeep just fell on you. Yeah. That happened. It did. Your right story. Just outside just, of Trona. Just a no, few weeks ago, Nevada. right? Just outside of Nevada. So Perump. Um. Oh, check this out. A Jurassic Park Jeep, branded Jeep. Oh, is it is yellow? Is that the yellow one? Oh yeah, a couple more Jeep. I thought, buddies. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Ellie, but it's somebody else. Little Jeep friends. Oh yeah, that's cool, Very dude. Cool. They are really packed, dude. I think that puts them at around 23, 24 rigs, rigs so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is awesome. All right. but, you um, know that that that. Anyways, that my point was actually um, when you start with why and you create an idea like RFD, um, whether if it's your spouse's or family, 
if the idea is powerful enough mm -hmm. that you believe it and you're willing to, um, you know, have all those quality of relationships to achieve the result, they will support you. Why? Because yes. they understand your passion and they yes. understand why. 100%. But if you, they don't understand why, you're going to be fighting a battle, it's you know? kind of like trying to lead people. Yeah, somewhere. it is. And if there's no yeah. why or where, you're just going to aimlessly like, you know, I'm not going to bring up Moses, but, you know, I'm not going to talk shit on him. But, you know, he led people for a long time, you know. No, you should. And you know what? It's not just Moses. It's Martin Luther King. It's the United States. All of these things share many things in common. But the most important thing, they all started as an idea. Right. And there's a why. There's a reason. And so yes. Yes. people got behind Moses, for instance, and I don't care what your religion is. I'm just saying this is a yeah, character doesn't matter. Yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. So he led people for a really long time, walking a really long way. Right. But the only reason why people kept following him is because there was a solid why. Right. There was Very a much, goal. There was a belief. And finally they saw it through, right? Yeah. They got to the promised land. Well, anything is like that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you got to give people a why they can believe in. Right, it is. If, if you yeah. can't give them a why they can believe in something they can rally behind, Have some faith, something, into, yeah, yeah, then it it doesn't matter. Like you know, it's you, you have to, and then you, and that's, and to me, the why is is your foot in the door, right? You then have to back that up with real concrete with with you execution, know, execution, and, and, and other stuff, stuff, right? Yeah. But but none of that matters if you don't have a why they can believe in. Yeah. I mean that it's like everywhere. Like when you look at communities like RFD or Overland Bound, um, Tread Lightly, uh, organizations like 511, yeah. um, Shimano, KC, I mean all companies, right? Yeah. It's when they lose the why, be it because of an owner moves on or, or whatever the reason is, yeah. I mean, you, then you, you start having that. issues, right? right. And, and so I think that's what the power of community is, is, is in the why, you know, that's 100%. why we're here sitting here doing this is because I believe in the why I believe in sharing this experience with my son and eventually with my other son and my wife and building those quality of relationships and those experiences. Cause that's really all that matters. Dude, that's so true. That's and why the product is just a byproduct of the experiences totally. that we have in yeah. life. Well, your why so, is why you build a product. Yeah. Your why is why you guys stay together. Yep. Your why is why you stay with the company. As soon as you lose your why to your point, and it's so great that you brought that up is yeah. Cause I see it in my wife's work, you know, sometimes when she relates like experiences to me from like her work, which is family law, it's like people lose the why, they lose each other. Yeah. Yep. You lose the why, you lose your customer base. Yep. And that's not to say that like there's struggles, not all just oh you find the why and everything aligns. Yeah, I mean it's not a magic key. Oh, like, no. You still have there's to follow still, through, you, you have to follow have through, to, yeah. there's yeah. challenges, there's yeah. communication issues, there's but grind. as long as like they say, like two steps forward, one step back, whatever that yep. ratio is, I mean progress over perfection yep. is the most important thing, you know. I mean, right. sometimes I look at what we've built with uh, Rick for Dirt, and it's still surprising to see where it's going. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, like I wasn't expecting all of this. Yeah. I wasn't expecting we'd have events or like, you know, these branded meetups. I wasn't expecting like right. people would be even listening to the podcast. But sure enough, people are listening. They're, they're giving us feedback. Yeah. Know? And it's because we set out to do something that other people haven't done and to bring something unique uh, that's out there and well, well, well produced and with good insight, good stories, um, and that's with, our why, right? And like we talked about, right? There's a place of, of truth, confidence, honesty, right? And we're, everyone is being real with, you know, with either the stories or the situations or kind of, or, or even, even the motive, right? Like why you're doing this, you know, it's all very upfront and very clear. And it's something that people can get behind, which I think is, you know, again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what works, right? It's, there's a, there's a common formula in, if you can, 
if you can be passionate and find your passion and, and build on that is, I think, one of the first things that you should do. But after that is just, you know, get your why, something people can believe in, and then start grinding it out, like you said, right? You, you find these challenges, you start chipping away at them, you take two steps back and, you know, one step forward, right? And you just kind of keep moving. You're constantly moving the ball up the field. Yeah. And That's once people yeah. see the dedication, the passion, and the legitimacy of the idea. Get those downs. They will they'll back you yeah right they'll rally around you and nobody nobody wants maybe some people do but i firmly believe that most people want to help each other and see people succeed some people want to see the world burn and those are the people <laughs> you stay away from yeah so, you, know. you know but at the end of the day like what we and you know and us with like even rick for dirt like we said you know there's other people that are doing this kind of stuff now right or, and have even before us but we look at it as look at the end of the day this is we see this as a tide that lifts all boats across yeah. the board 100 percent so no, I, I agree. And I mean, there's, I'm just, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been put in this position where, you know, we have an opportunity to um, not only change um, people's opportunities at work, uh, but I believe that it's more important for, for us to change lives. And I think that's the difference between, you know, just a good leader and a great leader. Um, and, you know, w through our conversation, you know, for us, like, it's funny because the Circle KC is, is a generational symbol that stands for a lot of different things all of that we talked about yep. yeah but when you look at um the pro six bar if we didn't use our gut and we didn't have all of those things that we've talked about about just the things between people to make um to really achieve results right like that bar wouldn't have existed and and it, it's it, it never was perfect and and we always took two steps forward and one step back but we believed in it it was an idea you know and so i think it's these things are everywhere you, you actually know? you actually put a lot of faith into one of your guys at work who wasn't traditionally a designer right yeah i mean neither bobby or i are traditionally anything yeah. um <laughs> and you know bobby lang who he has worked um uh in kc for the last uh 12 years as I have, but right. you know, he joined our business, the family business in helping us design products for a, a number of companies. Um, no, he's not a traditional engineer by any means. But he came up with one really iconic product. Correct. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And he, and he made it happen. So and that wouldn't have happened had you not put the faith in him and trust faith in him. And you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of other factors that you know <laughs> nice. to, to to spawn creativity, but no. And, and, and the thing is, you know, there's a, a, a level of luck, that you can't control, um, but you don't control that. You you do the things that you need to do, and you don't worry about that. Yeah, you know, it's, like I it wanted is. it yesterday. If you don't come up with this, your job's yeah. Gone. There's only so much so much you can do, but yeah, you should you have him on the and get his perspective on the past because my mine's I'm an optimistic person, so yeah. I have a I have a different take. But that's that's the beauty of of like listening to all those stories, you know, and, and what you guys do with the people that come on the show and stuff. So, um, but no, I've, I've always told you guys that I've, I've really enjoyed listening to the shows. It's probably the only podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously about leadership and mindset and stuff, but this is one I genuinely enjoy that, um, you know, it pops up. And I'm, I'm, I'm always attentive all the way through <laughs> because it's just real people talking about real people and, and, cool topics. And yeah, you guys are, you guys have no egos and you're afraid to like, not afraid to like, just say, oh, like, you know, like all the podcasts of you going on your trips, yeah. um, you guys together and, 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 and Kate, all the challenges that you yeah. and Kate have yeah. seen. I mean, it helps me like actually 
say, you know what? Like, I need to do those things because I'm thinking like, oh, dude, when am I going to get to do those things? Because right. I'm not ready for that. But just go for it. like, when are you ever ready? You know, when are we ever ready to be, you know, the director of e-com or the director of creative or a CEO? I mean, yeah, I mean, you'll be ready when you're ready. Yeah. So, I mean, I really appreciate the show and um, I hope I get to come back on and throw back some beers and well, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't get too intoxicated. To <laughs> it's still early. Today. It's still early. You know, it's yeah. funny, before we started the podcast, we're like, dude, it's super bright. It's actually like what we started around two thirty. Yeah. On uh, not normal for and, us. Yeah, not normal. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be dark. We're not going to be starving. Or cold. Yeah, cold. <laughs> cold. Cold um, and starving are a huge part of your your world. Yeah, it's part of world. I think it's why, I think that's why we talk about food so much during the podcast because we're usually cold and hungry. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I do see us bringing you back. I do see us bringing you back on the podcast. Um, I think this has been a, a really good flow. Really appreciate you making the time. I know you've got your son here who's probably playing with my kids right now. Yeah. Which is the beauty of this event, actually. Which yeah. Which is just, that's I can cool. let the kids just go do their thing and I don't have to worry so much. It's awesome. It's great. I'm like, no. as long as you can see one of the rigs, you're good. You're within yeah, range. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, uh, no, I appreciate it for, for you guys. Yeah. I mean, like I, said, I was saying, it's like, I see you guys as like the Kevin and Bean, you know, I don't know a lot of people, <laughs> but it's just a fun show that's funny and yeah. you know, lighthearted. It's informational and, um, you know, I want to be one of those characters that come back, you know, so. Absolutely. For sure. Don't, man. don't kill me off too. No, we're not. <laughs> no. And, and you know, some plot, some storyline. So guys, we have bad news. Um, Alan was out exploring and yeah. he fell off a cliff. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. He went to go pee in the dark and someone pushed <laughs> him. He went into one of those pop-up uh, toilets that Frank yeah, has and yeah. flushed down the toilet. But no, I think that's that's the beauty of your show is like there's so much more you can do and, you know, personalities that come in and out. It's just I'm very, very looking forward for, for the for the future for you guys. So awesome. awesome. You know, we Andy, appreciate, we we appreciate the is, support uh, and yeah, you have been no. a great help and a great inspiration. Um, sometimes it's just nice to know that people care. And yeah, we absolutely. definitely feel that from you. So yeah. Thank you, Alan, for coming on yeah, the show. Thanks, Alan. And uh, I think we're getting to that point where we need to pay the bills. But yep. I'm kind of excited because I think, well, two things. One, I'm actually not as excited. I'm a little bummed that we didn't talk about all your adventures that you had leading up. Usually we start. Oh, yeah. Usually yeah. we start at the end, right? Like yes. The end what of your last, last what happened right. last time. So next episode, next we're going to talk about some of the cool things Frank did with some cleanups and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I also know. Upcoming in our episodes, we're going to actually spend some time with the boys over at Rig Supply. Yeah. We're going to interview Luke and Jason over at Rig Supply and uh, kind of get the download on what they've been up to, the the cool products that they've created. And, um, and it's interesting because Luke was one of the very first people, the very first people that I collaborated yeah. with to get my build going. Yep. And then they've been one of the very first people who first came on with with this Rick podcast, for dirt. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, Luke has been around for a lot of firsts, him and Jason. So it, it's going to be great to get them on board, and then uh, um, I, they have a lot of uh, ambassadors that you know they've kind of opened up to us. So yeah, you know, throughout the next coming episodes, we're going to start spending some time with them, and 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 you know, like people like Photo Runner, who I think is now somebody else. He's no, I think he still has it. I checked it; he still has it, but he did sell the Forerunner. I saw just he's, yesterday. Right, he's it got, went home with somebody else. What does he have now? He's got the Ram. Um, the 2500 okay it's yeah it's a big ass yeah, beast so beast we're gonna download with him and kind of find out about that and you know talk to him yeah uh, but yes it is now time to pay the bills yep 
All right. So on that note, you know, like we just said, huge thanks to uh, Rigged Supply and everything that they do. Check them out at Rigged Supply, R-I-G-D Supply.com. That's right. Um, and and uh, all the goodies that they're making. They've got the their, Ultra Swing. The Ultra Swing. Yep. They've got the Universal Swing out. Exactly. The hitch extension with the anti-wobble. Like yep. they've got a lot of solid products. Like, you know, we've mentioned they've teamed up with Rego Supply. So like they've got things integrated into their Ultra Swing, which yep. um, it's not Rego Supply. What? No, it's Rego. Rego, Rego Fabrication. Fabrication, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they've got, like like we talked about in a previous episode, they've really uh, focused on selling the products that integrate into their system. And they've made a basically a, a one and all kind of product that if you, whatever you need in order to carry like Rotopacks or, you know, your Max Tracks and you need somewhere to put your tire, they've got an all-in-one. And even, kind of, uh, or even if you need a table and a cutting surface. That's like, right. They've, they've got created that too, a right? whole ecosystem around this ultra swing that's one, incredible. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's like a little transformer of uh, of it a product. Really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so check them out. Yeah, uh, really big on the Toyotas, but they actually have a universal which fits a lot of other platforms. Yep. there's a lot of options for for us Jeep guys, but their product would work for the Jeep too. So yeah, and I've seen it know. go on Subies, and I've seen them go on a bunch of other vehicles. So yes. definitely talk to them. I saw one go on an F one fifty just last week, I think. So it's been definitely. really cool to see their progression and their growth. So yep, yep. and then of course, as always, Casey highlights. <laughs> and, you know, actually, uh, Randy corrected me. He said KC Lights. Like, what's the proper way of saying KC? Like, just KC. KC. Just, just KC. KC. Yeah. So you heard it here. All right. KC. So, you know, KC has always been a great supporter and actually, like, just a group of people that we've had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Um, some of my best memories have been with the KC crew and the KC ambassadors. You guys just seem to attract good people. So thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, some of my. And I think that really speaks volumes about any company in general. Just you know, it's it's like my uh, just the best time. Like my know? my coach in high school used to say, who was super judgmental, but I think he nailed this. He's like, "Show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are." <laughs> nice. That's actually pretty good. That's awesome. Right. And so and I think, but you know, it's true though because you look at the people that these companies, both of them, um, attract and the circle they've created, and they're solidly good. Very people. like tight knit. Yes, very tight knit, but yeah. quality, right? Like good people that you you meet them, and it's like you've known them for years. They're tight knit, but if you're cool, they'll bring you in. A hundred percent. They're like, yeah, bro, come on. And by cool, beer. I yeah. mean you don't bring some crazy Instagram cred. I mean cool, like you're just a good person. Like they'll, it's it's incredible. And it's always funny because whenever we talk about Casey, we always talk about the vibe. Yeah. And we talk about the people, but it's the reality true. is they make a great product. That's true. And we don't always spend a lot of time talking about the product because I I, for because me, we feel you don't have to. Well, like, yeah. It's just for like me, it's like it's known. spoken. It's already yeah. it's already stated. It's already said. You right? know this, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> But they do make a great product. Yeah. Like we talked about Gravity Pro Six. I got those G thirty four eight pillar lights. Chase bar. Chase oh my bar. Gosh, I think yeah. it's money. They I make love it. they make great products. Yeah. They they offer great products. Um, if you're on the fence of a, a good lighting solution, they are a company that I would say don't go out and buy them. Look into them, get a feel, see what they're about. I'm pretty confident you're gonna like them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just reach out. Right? You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of great lighting companies, right? Yeah. And. Uh, it, it just comes down to what they're being used for and, and what the needs are. And I think the truth is, is that uh, for a lot of people, it's also what they're buying. You know, it, it's they want to know who like what they're buying and who they're buying from. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some people that are that way. But, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of new stuff coming out um, with Nick at the helm and, you know, Bobby. And, Nick and from Roman Venture Company and also your lead engineer over at KC Lights. Right? Director of product development. Yeah. 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 Um, so we've got a lot of stuff coming out, both, you know, on the lighting side, a um, couple of reboots, which is going to be kind of cool. Nice. Very few companies can say wait. that they can do a reboot. Right. Cannot yeah. wait. Um, so we've got that coming and then a couple of reboots and a couple of new stuff in the racking and 
um, and electronics maybe. So we'll see. Awesome. Actually, it's kind of interesting. Like the pedigree that you have at KC is impressive. Like the guy that's behind doing your lights is a really smart dude. Yeah. Who's already been successful in another arena within the off-road community yet has invested his time, energy, and like ideas into KC. That, I think that speaks really highly to your company and to why you guys are on the up, like you guys are on the uphill, like not, I, that sounds, you guys are rocketing up. Like your, your uphill was your, good. Your growth, rocketing. we're not SpaceX. Your, well, your growth, your growth is, your growth is spiking. I don't know, man. We're going back to the moon. If you haven't heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your, your I, it would be awesome that you have some KC lights. You know, lighting up a dark side of the moon that's for a, future explorers. I would say that we're definitely <laughs> we just we just feel good right now, right? Yeah. I mean, the people that we're working with, like not even working the, the our friends in the community. I mean, we feel good. So if you feel good on the inside, yeah, like you're gonna look a good, good look good on the outside. Yeah. Right? So we're very fortunate. I mean, again, you know, Nick came to the company because of the generational brand equity that existed, right? Um, but he also came because of the future that he saw, right? In, um, in the yeah. business. And, you know, he's an entrepreneur and, um, you know, we want to, we want to foster that whatever, whatever those goals are for people, we want to foster that. Sure. Like, again, going back to what we were talking about, it's like, you know, you've got to train your people and, and, and make them the best that they can. Yep. Um, so they do move on, but you keep them by treating them really well. Right. So yep. that's, that's ultimately it, but no birds of the feather flock together. So. We're gonna do some flocking now. Yes, yep. let's go. Yeah, let's go get go some beers. Make sure our kids are all still here. Make sure the <laughs> kids are still alive. I'm gonna rally them and start packing up because I gotta head out. My wife's got got me like locked in for six o'clock dinner, and it's four o'clock right now. So yep. yeah, you gotta go, dude. Time to go. Hey guys, for all of you out there, all of you, thank you so much. It means a lot. I think every single time me and Frank see a new listener or a new little ping. Uh, it means a lot to it us. Does. It really does. You guys talk to us on Instagram. It means a lot to us. Um, I love fielding questions. I love it when you guys say, Hey, I listened to this episode. It was really cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I even like it when you guys say that was kind of stupid or <laughs> you guys, you talked about your sponsors too much, Ollie. It's like, fine, cool. Bring it. I'll take it. Uh, if you noticed, we only talked about Casey and a couple of people today. Yeah. So that was for all of you next episode. I'm talking about all my sponsors. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, we really appreciate it. So get out there. Uh, if you guys uh, are on Spotify, Apple Music, give us a review. Tell us how much you love us, hate us. I don't care. Um, you know, if you guys are looking, if you guys have listened to all of our episodes and you're looking for other uh, podcasts, uh, there's other guys that we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Off-Road Garage. Off-Road Garage, you know, a couple of buddies. Uh, check them out. They're, they're starting out, but they're doing good. Yeah. Um, give them support. You know, they can only grow. Yeah. And, uh, and keep doing what they're doing. They're very technical. You got a couple of guys who wrench, who yeah. do really cool things. And then we got a really cool shout out on our podcast from another podcast on Seven Slot Society. Yeah, that was... He- random he gave us it was totally random and he gave us like the biggest shout out so thank you i don't even listen to off-road or i don't even listen to overland stuff i'm not even into overland but uh these dudes ollie and frank they're they're pretty cool so give them a listen i'm like holy shit yeah i don't even overland but i enjoy their podcast which is awesome and is exactly what i was hoping we'd make this to be right which is even if you don't like overlanding who cares? We're giving you some good content, a good hour to kill. Yeah. Wherever you're going, whether you're on your way to work or on your way to that next adventure, yep. I'm glad you're taking us with you. Absolutely. So on that note, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. So this is Ali from Keith the Jeep. This is Frank, Trucky Man, Truck Face. This is me, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> a bird flocking away. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>